podcast. Ooh, it's been a long off season, long off season, and good to be back here for season three of the pod. Um, you know, the summer's nice here in Vancouver. The weather's beautiful. You can hit the beaches, uh, get a tan. Patio time is always fun. But you know what the summer doesn't have? Hockey. So I think I can speak for all of you listening that it's nice to have uh, the NHL back and, of course, our Fantasy Hockey League back as well. Uh, So on today's show, uh, we are going to go over last week's matchups, the week one matchups, and then we'll be joined by guest Jason Elliott. You guys know him. Uh, And then we'll look at the top performers so far and then look forward to next week. So... Uh, without further ado, let's hop right into it. In the first matchup we'll look at, our champs, uh, Anthony and Corey, take on Josh Nielsen. Uh, Crash Test Domi versus The Price is Right. And first of all, I'd just like to uh, congratulate Anthony and Corey again for getting their first uh, Richmond Degenerate Cup uh, title. Uh, not only did they get their first title, but they also stopped Cam and, and Smoles from uh, getting their fourth. So uh, on behalf of the whole league, I'd like to thank you guys and congratulate you on that one. Uh, in, in your matchup, you won. There you go, 6-4. It was a close matchup with uh, Corey and Tony winning five offensive categories and one goalie category. And for them, uh, Jonathan Taze has been a nice surprise and a, and a nice steal of the draft. He had six points for you guys, as well as a plus four and 16 shots on net. I know that you left a couple more points on the bench, though. Uh, that could have helped you swing a couple categories, I think. Uh, for Josh, Matthew Kachuk, he looks good. Uh, he had seven points, 10 pims, and 14 shots on net. Uh, so Crash Test Domi takes down The Price is Right, 6-4. to four. Next up, Yager's Extortionist, Simon Lawrence, played McJesus, uh, managed by Kevin Dufa. And Simon wins, 8-4. to four. Uh, Now for Simon, he, he took down, he had a great offensive week. He took down 7 of the 8 categories, as well as uh, posting a shutout to take that one for him. Mitch Marner, man, he he looks good. Well, the whole Toronto Maple Leafs look good, really. Uh, Marner, he's playing with Tavares. He had 10 points, 3 goals, 7 assists, 4 on the power play, and 17 shots on net. And for Dufa, his stud keeper goalie, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, he had 2 wins with a 164 GAA and a 950 save percentage. So, Yager's extortionist, take down McJesus, 8-4. to four. Next up. Stacking chips, Josh Mammon, our commish, take on Hall Line Bling, uh, Dave Peters and uh, Dave Peters, Dave Paris and Cody Peters. Uh, Mammon just crushed the boys 10 to 2. The only category that that uh, the Hall Line Bling really won outright was plus minus uh, with a plus one. Uh, now that's, <laughs> I say one outright is because, uh, Josh Mammon had maybe a record setting minus 25. Um, maybe Burke uh, has some objections to that. I'm sure he's, he's had some, some low negative numbers in the past as well. Uh, these guys tied save percentage. Um, they both had 903. So if Mammon, if your guys managed to, to, to stop one more puck, you probably would have been able to to have it an eleven one victory for Josh Mammon's team. Evgeny Kuznetsov uh, started right where he left off last year when he led the league uh, in playoff scoring. He had four goals, five assists, nine points, and seventeen shots on net. And for Hall Line Bling, uh, their big acquisition Connor Hellybuck. Uh, he had two wins and a two fifty goals against average and a nine nineteen save percentage. So. Uh, Stack and Chips takes down Hallheim Bling 10 to 2. Next up, Degeneration Svetch played against, um, and that's Burke and Derek. They played Panic in Detroit, Smolenski and Park. And Burke, Derek, you guys were terrible last year, but you started off this year with a bang as you crushed Panic in Detroit 11 nothing. Uh, you won every offensive category and, and even cracked 200 uh, shots on goal for with 204 total. Panic in Detroit, you managed to tie uh, D-Generation's fetch and wins. You guys both had six uh, pretty good performances there. 
for D-Generation Svetch to stand out was Evander Kane. Sure, he only had five points, but four of those were goals. And he had 10 pims to add as well. But uh, maybe his best stat line was his shots on net. He had 26 shots on net for Evander in San Jose. And I guess this is the Kane matchup. As Patrick Kane, uh, not to be outdone, uh, had five goals, three assists, eight points, uh, plus three, and 33 shots on net for Panic in Detroit. So Degeneration Svetch takes down uh, Smolenski and Park, 11-0. Next up. This is my matchup. Uh, the Mulkamaniacs played against Michael Clark and Matty D. Benny and the Jets. And uh, Clarky uh, and Matty, they, they beat me 6-3, unfortunately. And um, I, I it hurt because I had such a strong week. We both did, really. Uh, we both had 65 points and we both had 23 power play points. Um, I... I edged him in, in uh, goalie categories, though, uh, with a 139 GAA and a 949 save percentage. Thank you very much. Uh, but, yeah, Clark, he had a very strong week. 36 freaking goals for the kid and uh, for uh, for him and Maddie. Uh, for my team, my keepers were were very, very good. Um, Baxter, Malkin, Panarin, and, and Pasternak, um, my forward keepers, they combined for 31 points. So that was nice. And for Clarkey, Nathan McKinnon, he had a nice start to the year, popping in six goals uh, and, and and also adding 26 shots on net. Um, so that is a category that I think Clarkey will be dominating as, as the year goes with uh, Line A and McKinnon, or I'm, I'm sorry, Line A and Matthews as well. Benny and the Jets take down the Mulkamaniacs 6-3. to three. And now... The Degenerated Podcast would like to welcome Mr. Jason Elliott. All right, welcome, Jay, to the Degenerated Podcast. Mike, Mike, it is so good to be back. Isn't it? Man, tell me about it. Well, it's good to have you back, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. We're here uh, live at the Pokemon. Seems like our studio. It's almost like, yeah, it's like the Degenerated Podcast studio. I would be fine with that. I think that's, uh, hey, it's, I think, I think I, you know. Not See, much goes on around here it, at this time of night. It seems to work for uh, for shameless self promotion as well. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just happy anyone comes down to hang out with me. <laughs> well, well, here I am. Uh, okay, well, let's. Uh, we just went through uh, the week's matchups for everybody else. Uh, why don't you tell the, our, our listeners how your week went? Well, you know, the big double week at the beginning of the year. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, you know, it's a long one. It sure is, especially when you hadn't had any in, in a while yeah right like and then you just you go without for so yeah. long so it seemed like sudden. it was like a month long uh but yeah no i my i kind of smoked g-rim like uh there was uh i for, i had my mike smith mark andre fleury yeah. vegas they yeah. all let in a ton of goals in like the first two days of the season so i was already at like eight goals against that's not how you want to start so, but it, but at that point, it was easy for me. It doesn't matter. You just start every, every goalie you possibly can the rest of the week. And it was two weeks long. So I'm just like, all right, well, Run em. probably not going to win those categories. And then and then I have a chance to win. And anyways, I did have a chance to win shutouts. Or wins. Yeah, or wins. I if you keep, well, yeah, to go with that strategy. And, and look, at, look at this, Mike. Graham did not really have a he, did not really have a chance in any of the categories. This is great pod, uh, Jay. They can't see what, what I'm looking at. Well, guys, pull it up, pull it up on, on your screen. Mining Graham's matchup. Uh, Jay, Jay dominated uh, the offensive categories. He, yeah. won, he won seven of the eight. And then he snuck back shots on Sunday night because I didn't have anyone going. And he had like five guys. He, he narrowly beat you. And in, he got in shots four, And he ended up with four more shots. Th- there was a couple other matchups this week where uh, the shots on goal were ridiculously close and for like with you and Graham Graham had 150 you had 146 you'd think that like over that long it's crazy how it like averages out and it, yeah. and it makes and, it sort of and I think we have to mention that I tied goal goaltending shutouts you did so good job for you and I accidentally started Malcolm Subban at 10am on sun, Saturday morning oh instead of instead of Mark Andre who ended up getting a shutout so you could have had, you should have had that shut up. You should have won that category. I should have, yes. Huh. 
So huh. let, it, let it be known for me when me, I tie Mammon again at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> we can pinpoint I left another one. Week one. <laughs> week one. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, we can get into that there. Yeah, so Jay wins 7-4 over Graham. Graham had a pretty bad offensive week, but he can always bounce back from that. So, yeah, you uh, you mentioned on, on the group chat there that, uh, I guess you alluded to it, that you managed to uh, not set your lineup in the first week. With the new auto set lineup feature, <laughs> it's like Yahoo designed like, something in their app for people yeah, well, like you. Jay could still not set his lineup. Yeah, yeah, I can see them using me as their as their like <laughs> yeah, they're like so an example case yeah. study. There's these guys that need it, and you were one of those. And still, like, explain how that worked. I don't. Well, I had set it for the week and then, and you know and then uh-huh. I made a couple ad drops and then all you have to do is click set it again and it goes through the whole thing right and that, you know and it was so it goes down like all the days it's awesome and then uh, but it, it doesn't account for uh, goaltending starts right so uh, it just sets it based on oh so if Subban's in there and he's already kind of playing in, in, yeah and so. it's probably not smart enough to know a backup goalie versus a that's coming though goal. because obviously yeah, uh, right. I, I prototype <laughs> that's next year's <laughs> update uh, so uh, yeah I, I set that off to uh, Yahoo they're, they're working on it yeah so but, yeah so week one so we yeah okay well speaking of Subban uh, you acquired him from me this week we made a trade. We made a last-minute trade. Was it Friday night? So, so I could play him on Saturday, or was it was it? our the night of our hockey Wednesday night. Wednesday night. So yeah, and I was at that point. Uh, Matt Murray was concussed. Yes. And I had Again. not. I didn't have any handcuffs for Mike Smith or Mark Underflurry, who are both the old ones, and Mar- my young one got hurt. So now yeah. I'm like kind of panicking a little bit. A little but, scared. And I didn't want to panic and pick up. Jari or DeSmith because I'm not exactly sh- sure who's who's going to be it. the guy and Matt, if Matt Murray can't hold that job like he's yeah. my stud I gotta have faith in my boy totally and uh, but Mark Andre and Mike Smith are a different story right they're both like yep. kind of old as fuck yeah uh, Mark Andre Flurry also he's had some injury issues yeah and he started off letting in five goals a game for three games in a row that's true like that. so um, and then I was also trying to stockpile starts to get a uh, I hadn't gotten my I hadn't gotten my shutout from Mark Andre yet that I left on the board, but I was like <laughs> right. I was going for wins and a possible shutout, uh-huh. and uh, and I, I and I you, what I gave you a sixth rounder. Yep, I got a sixth which rounder. Which isn't yeah. uh, you know I, I it's not going to break you. No, although I was just looking at my draft earlier and I didn't have a fourth or fifth round for very similar situations <laughs> from like this last year. Yeah, and that didn't work. You know that you didn't like that at the draft. Yeah, it? it kind of it kind of dictated my whole draft that not having a three and four. Thing. Right. I kind of had a top three and then the rest. So, anyways, yeah. So well, well, well. Now you have Subban. So if so, I, I went for Subban. I got that not just for the spot start, but for the handcuff. Long term handcuff. And I think I think he might be on my team for probably wise. Yeah. And then, it's probably yeah, wise. It's a long NHL season. Yeah. A lot of back-to-backs. Yeah. And Vegas has had a bad start. Yeah, which is not... Are yeah. they going to be bad this year? Mark Under got a shutout last game. Okay, then maybe they're back. I don't know. Maybe. And you just, want, you just want starters. You want guys that you know are going to play. Like, that's... Yeah. That's fantastic. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Every team wins some. Every team... I guess there are really bad teams, but... Yeah, most most middle of the pack teams, it's like each they could get a shutout, they could let in six, anything can happen. You kind of just got to play the numbers and ha- have guys in there. Yeah, got to set that lineup, get those guys in there, right? And you got to have guys to get in there. Uh, you know, I can't, uh, you know, deep, you know, look at like DP last year, like he just couldn't even find starts, right? That's true. So that's true. Um, now, sort of speaking of, of goaltending and your draft, uh, you drafted Mike Smith. With your first overall pick, yeah. So, like I was saying, I, I, I didn't have a fourth or fifth round pick, so I had three picks to kind of set my team, right? Because after right. this, that, the sixth round, you're kind of getting into no so more blue chippers, no more, no more like no more high high upside guys left. Exactly. Uh, so you know, and and you know, Burke took taking you know one of the guys I was. Who are you eyeing? Well, no, no I, I had Kubido all last year, right? Oh, and I was so considering good. keeping him. Yeah, if uh, you know, or trading him or whatever. But how did it feel to have him go first? It's first like honored, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like uh, like I had the best like, non-keeper. Yeah, it's like a badge of honor for sure. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, he takes his three forwards. So then I had, 
and then yeah, Nielsen takes Couturier, which Couture. I, oh Logan Couture, yeah. yeah, sorry, 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 and uh, which is like a really good pick with that Carlson in there, you know, it's a sexy one, sure. Really. And then I had, and I was, I was kind you. of planning on taking a goalie, and uh, I had the pick of any goalie available in the draft. You did, and I, and, and you went with Mike Smith. Did did you take him, sort of because you had him last year? Uh, I, like you must have enjoyed I, him. I no one else. I I didn't. He's good when he he can be good, and he and he has a potential to like. You know, you've seen it in the past where a goalie just kind of takes over the job. And, yeah. And then, and even if it's like a 500 team like Philly, like last few years, where they were just kind of like scraping in the playoffs, like they had like who's they had some goalies where it was just Neuvirth, like and yeah, exactly, and they just kind of like roll, and then they just kind of like take yeah. the, they 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 are the team kind of like whatever the team happens, sure. the team happens to them. And uh, you know, I thought, and Calgary was, and the, who were the options? The options were Schneider. Well, Lugano. well, I'm glad you asked because I have that right here. So, uh, so the goalie, the goalies drafted went in order. So the so in order, you took Smith, then Schneider, then Luongo, then Lundqvist, then Crawford, then Elliott, then Kincaid, and then Markstrom, and then Anderson, and all those goalies were in. The first two rounds. All in the first two rounds. Yeah, in that order. So so if you could go back, would you rather any of those guys that I named than Mike Smith? Well, like, you don't take Schneider. You wouldn't take Luongo based on being hurt. You might I, – I, I, I w- Smith and Luongo are similar situations. They're both pretty old yeah. on middle on middle, middle of teams. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like Miller. Yeah, I don't I, know. I would, think, would you take Kincaid? I think I I'd take Kincaid. I think Kincaid's the best out of those guys. Maybe. Uh, Jersey looks really good so far. Yeah, but then what happens when Schneider gets back? That's the thing. So, like, I, I, you can't, if you have the pick of anyone, you can't take Kincaid based on that just unknown. It's right? still sort of hard to say. I don't know. I'm fine. If I could go back right now and I was, I, I, I'm Mike Smith, man, he's, he's going to play a lot of games on Calgary. They're going to win some games. They're going to get a, He's going to get me five shutouts this year. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, interesting. So then, yeah, all those goalies, I think there was nine of them, went in the first two rounds. And then no goalies, round three, round four. And then the next goalie that went was Yaroslav Halak in round five, who is having a nice start to the year so far. Yeah, based on the situation that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he hasn't been in that many games. And then, like, after that, Darling... Who else you got? Cam Ward. Gets pretty, Grice. Gets pretty thin after that. Robin Lehner. Is that a, is that a good pick there? Yeah. Lehner. Yeah. Is that a starter at old, least? Old crazy eyes. Nielsen grabbed him. And then Reimer. Then Reimer. Probably the best goalie pick so far. That's my big mistake. My whole plan was to take Reimer in that seventh round. And that pick that I, I had the first pick of the seventh round. It was uh, Burke and, DB, and uh, DB's pick in the Ghost Despair deal. And the whole time I had a plan to take... Uh, James Reimer with that pick, and then I screwed up and took Everly instead. Maybe I forgot what round it was. But did, uh, did you drop Everly before the season started? Before the season started, yes. And then I dropped the guy that I dropped that I picked up. So it was just and and then of course Longo gets hurt in game one, and I would love Reimer right now, but what are you gonna do? Um, so let's uh, let's look a little closer at, at your draft, Jay. So so yeah, we talked about Smith, and then you went. Um, with a sort of risky wild card pick with uh, taking Ilya Kovalchuk yeah. from the cage. I have regret, severe regret for not taking Patrice Bergeron. And I was like, I kept two centers. I'm like, and, and I, like I said, I only had three picks before I kind of had to. And then yeah. I was like, I don't want to take another center. I, sh- I was like, I had him. He was like the number one on my list. Tears above everybody else. Like, yeah. And I just, and I, but I was at a boner for the. Kovalchuk, or sorry, uh, I kept Kovalchuk and Dowdy. Oh. And you know how I like the bundle. Yeah, you do like so, Eggs in one basket. Oh, man, it's Jay my Elliott. favorite. Oh, so uh, I got super sexied up on the left wing, right wing Kovalchuk, uh-huh. thinking about the what if, could ifs. Like, he used to be very good. And, man. I haven't watched him play yet this year, but. I, I thought that the, you, you look at San Jose's power play. I thought LA was going to be like Similar. that, you know? Yeah, maybe. Still, and, well, still maybe they, they could still pull it together. And then, so, okay, so, so you take, uh, sort of go off the board Okay, so I didn't take bit. Bergeron. I, I yeah. took, I took uh, 
Kolachuk instead. And then I got my boy Latang in the third round, who, yes. I, who I'm fine with. That's I, pretty solid. Yeah, I like that. You know, and Justin Schultz broke his leg today, so yeah, there's nobody else. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, I wonder who. One year I had uh, Latang and Schultz, and it worked out well because Latang will get hurt for you this year. Yeah, he's. I think every year he gets. He's. He, you'll lose at least ten games from him at some point. You just hope it doesn't happen at a critical time. But uh, yeah, there's no real. I don't know. Uh, I wonder who would move into that power play spot now that Schultz. Only, was only Mata. Was only Mata. Maybe. 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 Um, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. And then, and then, All right. So then, then I like picked from four to four to five. So then I get. Yep. And, and then I don't think I had two picks in a round. Yeah, you missed a couple rounds. Oh, I had in the eighth. I had two picks. So like. So then I sixth round. You got. Or Yanni another, Gord. Oh yeah, Yanni Gord. And then you had another defense. And this as is because well. I was basically panicking at the time because I didn't really have anything. I didn't really know what I was doing from that point on. <laughs> yeah. So I so I thought I just started taking um, Kevin Baylight. <laughs> okay, that's a good, that's a good strategy. They're a good team. And yeah, plus minus be good. They score lots of goals. Yeah. So like I took Gord, Gordy, who's on the you second don't even line. Is it Gord or or, or Gordy? Uh, Gord. Are you? <laughs> you don't. I don't know. Yanni. <laughs> I know that Dave and Cody had a last year. They, were, they considered and keeping... I, I think I really wanted Wierenski, who just got taken right before me. And you took Oshi, who probably was on my radar. Yeah. Oh, and Morgan Riley just went. That was who I had last year. And, yeah. Bur- the last year and Burke and awesome. DB got uh, Morgan Riley first pick of the sixth round, which is... Uh, Probably the steal of the draft, I would say. Good job, gentlemen. Yeah, so I, so then I took Gordy, and then I didn't take Bergeron because I didn't want another center, and then I take Jeff Carter in the seventh round. Who? So you load up on centers. So then I just took a center anyway. So Another I, L.A. guy. From, and then I and then I was really going for that, for that L.A. power play. PP1, L.A., yeah. And then, yeah, so I don't know. I guess it's okay. He's, I like party boy. And then you followed up with a couple defensemen in your next picks. Uh, oh, yeah, and I had two two picks the next round, so I went with uh, Sutter and Giordano. That's Suter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy from Minnesota. <laughs> You're not too good with the pronunciation of your well, guys you know, on, your, read, Mike. <laughs> they're on your own team. That's okay. Suter, Sutter, they're, yeah. yeah, whatever, and then, close enough. And then I think I took the rest, <laughs> were, were the rest of them? Uh... And then you took Mark Giordano. Yeah, yeah, he plays for yeah. Calgary, right? Yeah, yeah, he's on Calgary. Oh, and then I see, yes, he did the uh, the Tampa Bay combo. Pilot yeah, and Pilot, Tyler Johnson. Who, I guess you dropped, dropped them. And then they, they were recently picked up, too. They were just picked up for the second our second matchup week. So, like, mm-hmm. I think they must have, like, good games coming up this week. Well, Tampa didn't play very much in the they first They had two one weeks. game in the first, like, five, yeah. game, six games. So weird. They didn't even play overseas or anything. Yeah, and they, why wouldn't they put them on the Friday? On that Friday when there was no game. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was the dumbest thing going. Like, who NHL needs to fucking give their head a shake? Like, Marky Knight. Uh, who else did I take? Oh, I took Duchesne next. Yeah. Another center. Yeah, good thing I don't have You had on. him last year, didn't you? Yeah, I held on to him all last year. Yeah. I guess I'm going to do it again. I remember I played you down the stretch and he destroyed me in, the, yeah. in, in our matchup. And then there's Ottawa. Like, how is he not, like, just playing, like, the entire game, or like at least the whole power play, or something. Yeah, right? like, Ottawa's actually been surprisingly good. And yeah, I guess he just doesn't really score much. That's I, the, I think that's kind of the, knock on him. Yeah, that's usually not that good in fantasy when they don't score that much. Maybe with Ottawa, have you ever heard of the Ewing theory? Who's Ewing? Patrick Ewing. Oh, with the frozen envelope? No, no. The the Ewing theory. Uh, it's Bill Simmons. I heard it on the Bill Simmons show, but it's basically that the New York Knicks like for like five or six years whenever Patrick Ewing was out of the lineup the team would they had like a better record so even though their best players out it somehow like made the rest of the team like, like it galvanized them or something yeah, or or, they, they didn't really have a role or they didn't they, didn't, they weren't dying you know they weren't they always felt it was their their time to do exactly, it exactly exactly so maybe with Carlson leaving Ottawa opens the door for all the other guys yeah so. a little bit of Ewing theory there maybe who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so yeah, and then uh, yeah, you finished off with Anders Lee, which, yeah, which is I like. Pretty good. That's in your like Although in the last lied, round. They lied, and he's only a left winger. Um, so that and I, I don't, I don't really, didn't really need, need that. left wingers. But I had him all year last year. He scored more than forty goals. He was also playing with Tavares. I know, but that's 
for Tavares. Uh, <laughs> that's t- that's Tavares. And then I had the last pick of the draft, and yeah. uh, panicked, and and I. And you took another relic. I, I took, but it, I took the. Fifth. Does that complete the power play? I, at the time, and at the start of the season, they that I had the five Jake guys Muzzin. on the ice. Jake Muzzin is the last one. Yeah, and then Graham played me in the first week. You know, he names teams who he's yeah. playing. Yeah, and he really tries to get under your skin with that. And he goes after my last pick, Jake yeah, Muzzin. Yeah, it's like it's like the it's like a lion on the savannah going after the weak zebra. Yeah, and you know, uh, I'm like, hey, but or like uh, the herd of going after like a another animal and like the zebras are looking at me like I don't care about that guy <laughs> yeah exactly so you so you didn't care uh, I, I actually friends. dropped Muzzin uh, after yeah. the first I didn't, after the first couple of days so were you intimidated by Graham's team name that yeah no I, and I said to him like man like what, if you're gonna go out, come at me like come at me you know like come at a keeper right yeah you no know? I got you and this way like at least let the other people like who's got Muzzin like do I gotta look up <laughs> I didn't know um Okay, so shifting gears a little bit. Uh, so you've been a proponent almost since day one of this league, but to add shots on goal as a category. This has always been your baby. You've been pushing this for years. Yeah, I, li- I like it. I have a theory on it. Okay, well, do you want to share that? Well, it's not, I, just, I just really think that, you know, it's, it's a true – all the people that get the shots are the ones that are the good players and is getting the good scoring chances and they're, you know – and the and then get the good ice time, and then a lot of it is ice time, really. Yep. And then so like you want to be in the spots, and opportunities, and opportunities to get the, to get the spots, and then the good players well, at the end of the year, you look at who all the shot total guys are, and they're all the big gunners. Like it's not like there's not like anyone in there that doesn't just kind of deserve to be in there, right? And uh, I, you know, I, and you also owned Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, and I just think I you also like we have been really goalie heavy, and you kind of want to yeah. balance. You want to, and that's the same reason we added points and we had goals and assists, and we added points even though it's redundant yeah. having a goal and a point. But that's what we want to do. We want to reward the people that score, and like goals sure. should be what we reward, right? And then like kind of what goes with goals is you get a lot of goals, you probably shoot the puck a lot, and, and every then, goal that goes in also gives you a shot. Yeah. So well. I, and then I it kind you know and then. And then the other thing was like compared to like penalty minutes or block shots, yeah. where you know it's not it doesn't it, it means you're on the ice and, and probably in a defensive you know to block a shot. Sure. Probably, and then it just means you're on the ice a lot probably, and it doesn't really lead to scoring chances. It doesn't really lead to offensive stuff. It doesn't really lead to goals, right? Right. I uh, you know sure you can say you, know, you, you block a shot, turn around and go up skate at the ice, and you know, but that's not really. Not, you know, when you're getting 144 shots uh, a week or in a week in or whatever, like, Uh you know, block shots, how many of those would be scoring opportunities, right? Like, probably not many, very little, yeah. And and then, yeah, I don't, I I just don't think the the guys that have the block shots and some of that, like, it doesn't really matter, like, yeah, but shots on goal does, but shot on goal, yeah, at least you're in the offensive zone, you're buzzing around the net, you're you're, you're like, sure, you know, it's a scoring type. Action. Right? I find personally, even like in our beer league, even if I don't score, which happens quite a bit, uh, if I like have I don't know three, four shots on net, I, I take like some sort of solace in that. I'm like, at least I like had like some opportunities there, and that like it makes me feel better about my overall game. Even if I don't hit the the actual score sheet, just getting some some chances and yep. some shots. So the, yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. And we, and we were looking for ways to make it more uh, player heavy in our in our weighting of the categories anyway, and it's, yes. it just kind of seemed like it's a, a perfect a natural play. fit. And I like how that yeah, after pushing for it for uh, all, all all those years, you finally get it. Your first week, the only offensive category you don't win. Yeah, I'll take seven out of eight. You'll get yeah you, you, yeah you will. And uh, you got Ovi to 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 get you lots of shots for the rest of the year. Yeah, and I also love game winning goals because for the same reason like. You got to score to get a G dub. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, it's, it's rewarding the same type of guys. The guys yeah. that are the guys that are offensive and the, and the guys that are getting shots and the guy and then and then God forbid the guys that are playing in overtime because you know if your guy's not even on ice on the ice in overtime, yeah, he doesn't have a chance to get a game winning goal, right? And, totally. Uh, so like, if your guy's not on the ice, like how you? I just I think it rewards the right people. Yeah. Um, even though it's a bit of an outlier. Sure. Sure. Uh, it, any sort of overall thoughts about the start of the league as we I just, sort of I, just watch, I just can't watch Boston play anymore because I took Kovalchuk instead of Bergeron and I'm just so mad about it. 
that line looks incredible. And I don't know, like I was, I don't know what I was thinking. And I just like, and then I, no one was going to take Kovalchuk. I probably could have taken him next round. Probably. Like I probably would have got all my, I, and it probably would have worked out unreal. I would have got Bergeron and all my guys. So that's your big regret. It's not taking, who did get Bergeron? Uh, someone took him three, two or three picks later. It's um, way up there. Again, great pod. Um, yeah, it's uh, right there. Clarky. Oh, yeah. I should know that. I played against him this week. Yeah, yeah and it, yeah, I played against him. I had pa- uh, Pasternak. Well, I actually watched one of the well, Boston Clarky, games. Clarky picked Kincaid right after me, and then DP picked Markstrom, and then Clarky took Bergeron yeah. again after I took Kovalchuk. So. Pasternak had a hat trick. I was going against Clarky. And I was, uh, so then you're excited when Pasternak... When, watching your own guy score a goal in a game is quite good. And then they show the replay, and it's like, uh, yeah, that's, that's a wash. A, that's a wash. <laughs> so, so it takes away from the excitement of the hat trick when Bergeron got three assists that game. But, uh, okay, well, we're going to shift gears a little bit, just a little bit. So, yeah, what else you got on your list over there? <laughs> what, what list? This is off the top of my head. What are you talking about? Um, you recently, uh, since, the, since the season ended, you moved back to Richmond. I do live in Richmond. So, yeah, so back to the hood. Back to the hood. So how is... And I had a baby. And I think you had the baby. Before the season ended? Four yeah. months ago? D- didn't you? When, I don't think so. When was Jake born? May? When did the season end? April. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, congratulations. And I, might <laughs> have, I feel like we've I done a I think I was already living in Richmond, but I hadn't had the baby. What, really? I don't know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There, but yeah, but since okay. we well, lots of probably yeah. since I've been on a guest on the pod, Mike. Okay, all right. Well, a couple big life changes. A couple big life changes. Yeah, one in Francis, the, right yeah. in the heart of the hood. Yeah, near my old uh, old stomping grounds yeah. there, across, by Hugh Boyd. I live across the street from Hugh Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. So how is how has Richmond changed since uh, you last lived there? Well, first of all, how how long since you lived in Richmond? Oh, 10, 12, 12, 12 years probably. 12 years. Okay, yeah. What sort of changes have you noticed since being back? Mm, man, I I, uh, I don't know what the hell's going on over there. <laughs> like, we used to, like, know everything. Like, we used to know, like, yeah, what the good restaurants were, what the, what's open late, you know. Sure. You know. What to do. Where the roadblocks are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who was karaokeing on Tuesday at Wood Bar and yes. whatever. Yeah, and then, that's scheduled for sure. And then yeah, now I just uh, I just go to the Silver Tower after work. What's that? It's a, I guess a Hong Kong style cafe oh, okay. restaurant. Got it. Or it's a Chinese Western restaurant, I guess. It okay, is. Silver Tower. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes you get the spaghetti and meatballs. Sometimes you get the chow mein. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not normally a good sign when a Chinese restaurant also serves spaghetti and meatballs. No, but it's like Western style Chinese food. Okay, and then the, 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 the yeah, I don't know. It's they're really catered to the white people in Richmond. That's no, it's all Chinese. It's all Chinese, but it's Chinese people cooking white people food for Chinese people. Oh, that's like that's like a the, the Matrix. Well, it's like <laughs> sweet and sour pork. It's like you know, it's like it's not Chinese food. Got it. But, yeah. it, but it's like what they think white, white people, people want. Right. No, no, it's not. But what, then the Chinese people end up eating. It's no white people go there, Mike. It's all for Chinese it's people. All, they're not like selling it to like your aunt and stuff. Well, well you go there. Yeah, but I go there because <laughs> all the, it's the best. Yeah. Okay. It, it's all Chinese people. Yeah. And, Next and, time I go, well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have and they're to try open, it. They're open till three. Oh, then. And <laughs> and you get the uh, the mini set combo nine ninety five, including a drink, lemon tea, milk tea, iced coffee. Pretty good. Spaghetti bolognese. It's, my, it's, my, it's the best one there. Maybe, uh, maybe we could get them to sponsor uh, next week's podcast. Uh, you explain it to them. <laughs> um, so, okay, well, uh, how has your sleeping patterns been affected since having a baby and moving to Richmond? And It's a couple big changes there. And oh, for sure. Everyone's uh, fascinated with the life of uh, J.E. And, 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 and your sleeping patterns. I'm a lot more closer to normal now than I was. Just a, re- a reminder to our listeners, uh, <laughs> to, Jay, his number one thing he wants to do is either stay awake or stay asleep. <laughs> Those are the two number ones. So whatever he's doing, he wants to keep doing it. So has that shifted at all? Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't, I don't have to worry about not starting my lineup at 4 p.m. anymore. 
Except for this last week. No, no, that was a 10 o'clock game on Saturday. Oh, right. Yeah, that that was unfair. Yeah, I don't even have to set an alarm to set my fantasy team midweek. That's for you. So, yeah. So, before the problem was, you would sleep through the 4 p.m. start. Yes. And that's not even close to uh, (laughs) happening now. Did you ever sleep through a 7 p.m. start? I'm sure I have. (laughs) By that time, it's your. but yeah, so now, so 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 now the baby will wake you yeah, up. Yeah. So, and then oh uh, yeah, we'll normally get up. You know, baby sleeps right next to us still. So I you know, but mm-hmm. I'll get up. You know, anywhere between seven and ten thirty, eleven. Yeah. And then I might, if I get up at seven, I'll probably have a nap at some point. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. And then I just I'm at the poke shop in the afternoons. And that, that gives you some time to potentially look at your phone and yeah. set a lineup or two. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, okay. I, and I'm up by like 10, 30, 11, like at least minute, like, which so, is, if you compare it to what it used to be, it's like a six hour dip change, right? So really you having a baby should really, it could, like your fantasy. It could revolutionize it, my fantasy This could game. be a whole new chapter of, of your yeah, you fantasy thought, you life. Yeah, you thought I was a borderline playoff team before, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were a borderline. What, what do you see me Jesus. like only missing my lineup yeah. a couple of times? Yeah, you, you might you might get a buy. You might get a buy or something. Um, well, that's why I think with Bergeron, it probably would have been a lot more Bergeron would happening. Bergeron would definitely have helped uh, you out. So um, we are here at the Pokemon, uh, and, and you were telling me earlier today that a fire is lit in you again. You're excited. You're excited. Maybe you can share with the listeners. Oh, uh, yeah. We, what, what you're excited about. Well, GRAM was with me this morning. We were at the City Hall with the uh, zoning, and we've, uh, we've come to the terms we cannot do any ventilation upgrades. So now we're just proposing, like, the no ventilation, keep everything the way it is. Yeah. Turns out it's, like, the best possible thing. Now, now there's a whole bunch of things we might not have to do. Right. And yeah, talking to some, With the whole purpose of eventually. Um, yeah, yeah, getting a liquor license in the Pokemon, getting the boozy, the boozy slurping machine and some beer. Ooh, delicious. And uh, yeah, who knows? So, okay, well, that's fun. When, when can we sort of expect that to, 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 to come down the pipeline? Oh, judging by my timeline, three years. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. 2021, come on down to the Pokemon. We'll buy you a beer. But Graham's, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll, yes. Graham's in on it too, so he'll so yeah. maybe cut it in half. Right. So you, so Graham, if, if, if because Graham's in on it, that's, it'll get done as fast as and efficiently as possible. And then with you with the three years, you'll balance I'll out. Pull it back. And it'll be like maybe like four months. We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll and see. Then that we'll, uh, and then, yeah, you know, and even without, we're thinking about, you know, just popping a, uh, just popping a, uh, TV in here anyway. Yeah, yeah. Come down, watch a little bit of the game. That yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Um, Al- Albasha has one. Albasha does have one, and I actually quite <laughs> like watching and shit. The, the loop at Albasha. So yeah, you know, we get our own nerd loops going on. Right. God forbid a Canuck playoff run. Oh man, would, uh, would that be nice? Um, also, sort of speaking of the, of the Pokemon. Uh, you shared something today regarding the music that I'd never heard you say before, and I thought that you might want to oh, share, yeah. so, share that with our listeners. So I, 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 I basically pick a Spotify playlist every day at the Poke Shop. Uh, we got a couple cool Japanese guys that work here, and they kind of pick the music a lot of the time. But I, I'm here a lot, and you know, once you hear the same thing for a couple hours, you, you just need anything different. Yeah. So, so I kind of. If I'm picking the music, I real like I don't, I kind of don't have a genre. I, any sort of decade is okay, uh-huh. like as long as it's like from a black person. <laughs> <laughs> like I, '90s hip hop, you know, like 2000s hip hop would kind of be, I guess, if I had to pick one. But then you know, like you yeah. know, Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and uh-huh. then like you know, you go back and Stam Cook, Otis Redding. You know, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't really, and you know, men of color, women of color. Yeah, that's just, it. just they just, just have to be black. Just white people, forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no gr- like no grunge. No, yeah, just no white like, people. No, you know, no, like no Coldplay. <laughs> it's racist against Modest white Mouse. Sorry, see, see electronic. No later. Okay. All right. I so, don't know. 
As long as there is a black man or woman singing, you are in. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Hey, what type of music do you like? Black music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, well, I just judge Come on down to the Polka I have, I, I, I have, like, I either, soul. after 8 o'clock, I'll put on some, like, today I put on this playlist called Still Not a Player, and it's got 231, 19 hours of, like, pretty good hip-hop. Still bench. Not a Player? I, I, I'll have to check. I don't know. You type in still nada and it comes up. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, and it's, and then, yeah, or then if, and then if I'm worried about end bombs, then I right. put on like, like, I put on a lot of 60s soul ballads. That's yep. a good one. Yeah. And then like 70s funk. Yeah. They, they didn't, you know, they didn't like, start incorporating the end And then bombs. like reggae, like, that's yeah. all black too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's in there, and no end bombs in the reggae. So I kind of yeah. like yeah, I, I guess your soft spot. So yeah, yeah, you want black music, but you don't want any end bombs to it. I would like end bombs. I just <laughs> offends people, so I can't play it all the time. Yeah, it's not appropriate for the Pokemon. Okay. okay. Until after eight, we do. Uh, we're after hours in the Pokemon. After eight o'clock, from eight to after nine hours. Come down to the Pokemon. Get all the end bombs you want. Uh, there yeah. you go. Parental guidance advisory. For the after hours of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, shifting gears again a little bit. Uh, you posted a video this summer of you golfing uh, and uh, locking your keys in your car. Yes. Uh, this th- this is t- sort of seems to be something that you do sort of often, and you have like a technique involved. What can you explain that to the listeners? What's going on with the keys? Well, yeah, I think it was on the uh, it was on the chat. So I basically wear my keys around my neck now and it's helped it was worse before, <laughs> right? right that's what parents used to do to kids and like latchkey kids in my elementary school they make them wear the key around their neck that's yeah. sort of like you and uh i just i used to if i'd lock my keys in my car i'd have to go get two broomsticks tape them together so that it was like one long broomstick i got it and then i would use that to poke like because the back left uh wind, rear window doesn't actually have a lock closing mechanism on the inside it just flaps like so you can just pull it open yeah and then you go kitty corner through the cab uh-huh. pop the lock from the inside and, and then it, walk around the car and open the door because you push it with your super long stick with your long stick and a hockey stick's not long enough it's got to go like kitty corner across the whole cab so like you can't just use a hockey stick do you have these this apparatus in the truck i used to not and, that, <laughs> and now i just carry around a big stick in the back <laughs> For this reason. Well, I, I got tired of taping two broomsticks together. <laughs> As one would. <laughs> that that makes, makes complete sense to me. I don't know. You got to like unscrew the broom top. <laughs> oh, and then you got to like. In the ass. And, then you gotta, and then they want to like separate. So you got to yeah, like hold them. And then you got to sure. probably re-tape it tighter because you're going like long range. You, yeah. you can't, it's got to be pretty tight. It's to bend at the end. Now I just got a metal one that's full length. No, oh, one, a one piece. Game like, changer. I got a one piece. You got a one piece. Composite. <laughs> game changer. Wow. So yeah. That, so yeah, if you, have, if you haven't, you know, scroll back to mid, uh, you know, the Dijon, it was at the Dijon cup. Uh, one of our, the golf tournament. one of our degenerates, uh, hockey players, his, uh, his golf tournament. And it was, uh, outside the driving range, uh, one Saturday afternoon in August, I think it was. Yep. And, uh, yeah, just love, you know, I wasn't sweating it. Sure. No, it's easy for you. It reminded me How of, many times do you think you've locked the keys in the car in the last five years? I've done the stick across thing, I don't know, 10 times, maybe 15. <laughs> That's a lot. But, I don't know, those couple of years, I probably didn't do it for, like, maybe two years in a row there. Yeah. But then you did, hey, one month you might have done three. And I just, at the time of the video, I'd done it earlier that week. There you go. There you go. And it reminds me of uh, the, the other video, I think, was when we locked Simon's keys in Simon's office at the draft. Okay. I didn't know about I th- this. I think it's on the on the chat. Yeah. Uh, and then the locksmith came and we're like, let's just let's just kick the door down. We'll like, you know. like we'll a new lock. The locksmith's going to be 100. The one guy quoted 250 bucks. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, so we get this guy to come for 125 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And he had this like, it was like a toilet snake for doors. And he put it under the door, and then he had this thing that he pulled, and it wrapped around, and he, he just did what I did through the thing. Get out of here. But, like, it was like, it was kind of like. How did he see on the other side? Because Simon has a glass wall, and you can watch it. And then the guy did it so fast that we made him lock it again and do it again for the camera. To show off. Yeah, and That's we did pretty it again. Cool. And he did it again. Took him 13, 
took him eight seconds. He didn't charge you twice. No, it was flat. Rate. That would have been a sneaky move. <laughs> Cheryl did again. But yeah, it was very similar. And I kind of and I and I was when I was taking huh. the video. You should hang out with that guy. Uh, he was in and out. He did not want. It, he, it was mid draft. No, I'm saying like no, like in the future, like you guys have a common bond. Uh, he, like you guys can. You know, he, if the Pokemon doesn't work out, you might get a job with this locksmith company. That, yeah, he looked like a real boring Chinese guy. Oh, <laughs> you could take him to, uh, what's, uh, no, go for, what's this, Ivory Tower? The Silver Tower. Oh, the Silver yeah. Tower. You could take him to yeah, the Silver you Tower. Know, you know, uh, Park Lane's good too. Yep. You know, enjoy a cafe. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but Silver Tower is, I think, keep going back to Silver Tower. Right. Well, well, you can get your your locksmith guy to go there. Okay, one last question for you. Um since our last podcast, uh, Eden has uh, shuttered its doors uh, next to us here at the Pokemon. Uh, uh, the Strata, uh, we've had problems with the Strata here, and uh, and Eden has uh, as well. So yeah, the- different building, but 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 yeah, same. Yeah, they had some. They they got they, they left their spot there. Yeah, yep. I don't think by choice. So you you had a claim to fame that you were their number one customer. Had to be. Had to be. Yes. Well, especially like volume visits. But, right, that's what I'm saying. Some people buy more weed than me. But you, you probably walk through that door more than anybody. For sure. Other than yeah. an employee, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And the best part was, I, I yeah, I would get a, I would get a discount. And oh, then, that's nice. And then, uh, and that, that not being there. So yeah, like that's really affected. Like I, I mean, say what you want about your move to Richmond and your baby and everything, but like this is a a, a, a game changer for you with that with that closing down what have you done to adjust i go two blocks down the street okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's that place called uh there's a couple of them lotus lotus land yeah it's the closest cannabis cultures right beside our produce our produce shop do you have a good relationship with them uh i'm jamie elliott at lotus land you what yeah, so I'm, I kind of got – I didn't want to sign up for any new weed memberships. So I figured I, I got a few out there already <laughs> and I didn't think I needed any more. Especially with especially your – Especially with uh, my current USA yeah, you're trying proposal. To get, trying to get back in there. Trying to get back into the old US of A. And so, yeah, I didn't so, think, so you figured like I, you a know, seventh weed membership is probably not going to I don't think they're going to look they, – they're not going to look that far into it. But, but you if know, they did, you, know, you, just, you never know. So, so and these places aren't even like legal anyway. What the hell are they asking me for my shit anyway? Like they, like they're <laughs> fucking freelancing before the thing gets you know the laws yeah. get changed. Yeah. Like what what you're cheating too? Like what do you? Like, Come I don't on, care. yeah. So I didn't want to sign up for any more. And then so I walked in. They're like, "Do you have a membership?" I'm like, "Yep." And they're like, "Okay, what's your name?" I'm like, uh, "Elliot." And they're like, first name." I'm like, "Jay." And they're like, "Uh, Jamie." I'm like, yep. <laughs> so then every time I just go in and they're like, and they normally ask for your, 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 your membership card uh-huh. and then they ask for your phone number, but I go straight to the name. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know my phone number, I guess. Uh, so I, I just go, I, it's in there under Jamie Elliott. Yeah. And then, and then this, so a couple of times they're like, where, and, and then one time it's like, are you, do you live in Ladner? I'm like, yep, that's me. <laughs> And then the, I'm like, my number is 604 They're like, oh, we have a 77. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's old. Um, like, I don't, you know, just like, so I, but now they just, they don't even ask my name. I just go in there and they're like, hi, Jamie. <laughs> that's, that's an odd one. Interesting. So yeah. so, yeah. And then the best was they're like, how do you spell it? Oh, did you spell it J-A-I-M-E? She was looking it up and I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, we had it on our J-A-M-I-E. I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the guy spelling anyway. <laughs> I should have. So I guess I'm Jamey. What is it? Well, Jaime. Jaime is the first one that you said. Yeah, so. I think that's a Mexican name. Um, but yeah, Jamie. Jamie could be a girl's name. Jaime Elliot. Yeah, or Jaime Elliot. The uh, yeah, the Mexican Scott. Too funny. Okay. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, do you want to stick with us while we do the uh, this week's top performers? Please. Let's do it. This kid. Kid is a fucking stud. Kid's a fucking beauty. Fucking look at this kid. Fucking love this kid. Kid lights lamp. Hashtag lamp life. Easily lamp. Don't give him too much space, buddy. He'll dangle. He'll dangle all the fucking way to outer space. All right, Jay, what do you want to start with, buddy? Goalies, defenseman or forwards? You pick. Yeah, start from the back out, Mike. Back all right, out. let's start Let's start net. The third best goalie from last week belonged mm. to D-Generation Svetch. Uh, Burke and, and DB. Uh, John Gibson, 
he had three wins, a 207 uh, goals against average, and a 944 save percentage with a shutout. Uh, the second best goalie from last week, the aforementioned uh, Yaroslav Halak for Crash Test Domi. He had two wins, 1.18 goals against average, 961 save percentage, and a shutout. And the best goalie from last week belongs to Clarky and Maddie D. Uh, Keith Kincaid for Benny and the Jets. Uh, three wins, 1.34 goals against average, 949 save percentage, and a shutout. So, yeah, Kincaid is killing it. Yeah. So, so even with Schneider coming back, that it's... It, I don't know if I it's fully I, like. It, I think and Schneider, or I'm sorry, Kincaid killed it last year down the stretch. Schneider was poop last year. Schneider was poop last year. He might still be poop. He might. Maybe he might he's be. not even hurt. Is he like washed up as a 30 year old? Maybe. We will see. Uh, let's move to the defenseman. Uh, now, uh, the third best defenseman from last week belonged to Simon, Yager's extortionist, uh, Thomas Chabot. Yeah, did he pick him up or draft him? It's a good pick. I don't know. Looks like at this point, right? I'm not sure, but either way, yeah, he... We'll get our producer on it, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get our producer behind the scenes on that. Uh, I remember last year uh, he came up and there was talk of him being a very uh, highly touted prospect and in the in the mold of Eric Carlson. And, oh, he's um, doing a pretty good job of it now. He's doing better than Carlson so far. Two goals, six assists for Shabbat, two pimps. Uh, one of his goals was a game winner, and he had ten shots on him. Uh, the second best defenseman uh, belongs to Kevin Dufa. Uh, John Carlson, who was acquired from Mammon at the, de- at, the, at the deadline there. Uh, nice trade, Doof. The nice start for Carlson on that PP1 in Washington. Two goals, four assists, plus five. Four power play points, nine shots on that. And the best defenseman from last week, uh, no doubt about it. We talked about him earlier, too. Uh, from D-Generations Vetch, Morgan Riley. I before E, um, especially after what R. A, what now, a, what a pick! He's what a pick! Three goals, uh, ten assists. Holy shit! Plus five, six power play points, and twenty-three shots on net. And Jay, did you know that Morgan Riley broke a forty-three-year-old NHL record for most most points by a defenseman after five games? That's impressive. Previously held by who? Ray Borg. Forty-three years old. This record is. Right team. Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr is correct. So Morgan Riley. You know, I almost got Morgan Riley on the back of the scooter from the port side one night. No. How yeah, that well, I think he's from North Van, right? I don't know. Yeah, so he's got buddies and his, and his buddies hang out at the port side a little bit. So was, so then when Morgan was going out with them, uh-huh. they were down at the port side. Oh, like his non-hockey being yeah. one of his, one of his old, yeah. old school crew. Oh, this is great. And uh, and I think we had him, we had him like behind the bar pouring drinks and... I was like third year port side. Like, this is prime. I was like doing like just like, did. I was yeah sure. And I was kind of all over these type of situations too. Like just like yeah. embarrassingly over all over these types of situations, right? Got it. And uh, yeah, so and I was like, yeah, look, you know, we're gonna go over and see my buddy JY over at Bar None. Let's go. And then he's like, oh, I can't leave my buddies here. And he's like, I, they, they, I, one night I got to see him. Anyways, I, I swear he was so close to getting on, really? the, on Interesting. the scooter and ripping over to Barnard. Wow. God, how long ago was that? Oh, two or three years ago, yeah. Interesting. God, wow. Can you imagine? And then, uh, yeah, you got the new Bobby Orr. I remember he had, like, like, you know how, like, Crosby's, like, thick, like, he's, you know, he's, like, yeah, yeah. Scott, like, Morgan Riley's built, like, lower half, like, like that's, what, that's what I remember about him was, like, huh. just, like, tree trunks for legs. I think that's kind of a hockey thing. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Uh, Brian Burke also uh, referred to him as uh, he, that, that he's like Nick Lindstrom in his prime, which might be a little bit getting ahead Burke of himself. I know. He's an, old, he's an old crazy person. Uh, but still, great start for Morgan Riley and, and, and the Maple Leafs in general. Uh, now the forwards. Uh, also from the third best forward, also from D-Generation Svetch, guy I dropped last year and they kept Sebastian Ajo, four goals, seven assists, plus seven, two game winners, 17 shots on net. Carolina's had a nice little surprise this year. Yeah, or maybe they just played more games than everybody else and we've just... Perhaps. Perhaps. Tampa Bay's shit. They've only played two games. Exactly, exactly. Edmonton was another team that didn't play very many. But, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, second best uh, fantasy forward from last week was uh, for stacking chips, none other than Brad Marchand. 
Uh, he had one goal, nine assists, uh, plus six. Uh, but I think what put him over was the 21 Pims. Uh, he, did, uh, did you see that play where he fought that guy? No. He kind of, it was borderline dirty, but so Lars Eller. Oh, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lars yeah. Eller scored like the sixth goal in a 6-1 win, and he sort of taunted the Boston bench and, and over-celebrated next shift. Marshawn went and he fought him and just punched him out, basically. But he got, uh, I think he got a 10-minute misconduct and five for that. So that's the second best fantasy forward. And the number one fantasy forward, Jay, you can probably guess. guess what Austin Matthews. It sure is. From Benny and the Jets. Uh, Austin Matthews, no longer with Dave Paris and Cody Peters. Yeah, how could Dave and Cody even watch him now? Oh, they must fuck, They uh, must not even want to open I their would, computers. Yeah, how mad would they be? Do you think you're mad about Bergeron? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, that has that would be painful. Now... Austin Matthews tonight, hey, he didn't score, so maybe it's... it's uh, yeah, he's only going to get 150 points this year. He did, however, have two assists, so he's still on pace for... He, he now has six, 16 points on the season. Uh, he had 10 goals, four assists uh, in our first week's matchup, five power play points, two game winners, and 20 shots on net. Scored on half his shots. There has to be some honorable mentions there, too, like some guys that were pretty close. Like There were some huge weeks in the first week, like Boston... like. Pasternak. Pasternak had a good one. Yep. And uh, Bergeron and like Tavares and anyone else in yep. Toronto. T- uh, t- uh, Tavares is up there. You sure? Yeah. Um, um, but yes. Uh, big, the, big good first week. Double week. It's like a. It is. It, it is. Huge double week. But uh, yeah. So our top performers, they were brought to you by the Colony Northwoods. Uh, located just off the Iron Workers Memorial Bridge, North Vancouver's coolest new bar is a great choice to take in some great food, drinks, and friends. Uh, make sure when you go, ask for Al. Uh, he will take care of you in more ways than one. Uh, and if you can't make it to the North Shore, check out the Colony on Main Street or in Kitsilano. On Broadway. Thanks, Colony. Um, now, uh, just before we let you go, Jay, um, I'm gonna. This is a new segment I'm adding to this year's podcast. There's a new segment. There's a new segment. We're going to do it right now. So, Stepdaddy Jay has become a bit of an icon in, in the world of, uh, yeah. uh, of ours. He is... He's like an ambassador. He's a, he, he's a Richmondite. Uh, hockey guru. Hockey guru. Competitive eater. OGMC. OGMC, uh, professional wrestler. And, and, and like you said, OGMC. So, we're going to listen to... Just uh, a minute of one of his songs, and uh, and then and, and then we'll and then, and then we'll let you guys go. But uh, what the song I'd like to share with you, it's called Chinese Pussy, and here we go. What's up, Jay Child? I love licking Chinese pussy. Yang Peng Cheng Den Ting Ming by your highest slang un. You know I love Chinese pussy Up and down I lick Chinese pussy <laughs> I love Chinese pussy It's so tight, it's so juicy I was airing it was shit My semen, it pit A Chinese girl's body is like a highway All day I wanna drive the highway My dick is in your cunt way Most Chinese girls are flat But I'm okay with that As long as they have good sex I always wanna have sex Your body is slim Every Chinese girl has a twin. In your pants, I'm gonna win. I just love your pussy, girl. That is your pussy, girl. It makes me feel so good when you're on top. So wrap the girl and don't stop. At the Richmond Chinese market, I keep you warm and snuggle like a carpet. I fuck your pussy by the river. Step daddy T, I always deliver. Straight come inside. Okay, well, there we go. That's Step Daddy J with uh, Chinese Pussy. What'd you think, Jack? I love the sound of this new segment. <laughs> I can't wait to see what play we get. Oh man! Oh, that yeah. I I like the uh, any particular lyric you like there. I liked every Chinese person has a twin, <laughs> and uh, most Chinese girls are flat, but I'm okay with that. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> to, to name, name a few off the top of my head there. Heard from Stepdaddy J though. If you've seen some of his other work, oh, uh, he, he might- oh, that is great. 
Okay, uh, and that's all for this week's episode of the Digest. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, until next week, we go. Yeah.